Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Tyson Popplestone here. This is the Relax Running Podcast. Thanks for being back here. Always good when you guys come back. I'm, uh, it means a lot. It'd be way less motivating to record a podcast if no one listens. So it's, <laughs> it's great to have you here. Hey, um, special shout out to Jay Morgan 29 for the five-star review and the lovely comment on the Apple iTunes podcast playlist. Is that what it's called? The podcast playlist really means a lot. Matty J. Power, thank you also. And George Yeh. She's giving me a lovely comment, but two stars. So, Georgie, I'm not sure if you realize that five stars was the best. You said, this is the best podcast I've ever listened to. Then you gave me two stars. That's <laughs> that's quite confusing, but I appreciate the lovely comment. Guys, if you could, if you're enjoying the podcast, jump over, leave the uh, five-star review for the Relax Running Podcast. It just helps. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what it does. It helps us reach more people. Anyway, guys, hey, guess what? I know COVID has been a crazy time. I know travel has been limited, and I know this sounds a little bit early to announce, but I just want to let you know first, Relax Running is organizing a trip to Kenya to train alongside, to watch, to learn from some of the best athletes and coaches in the world. So if you're interested in hearing more about that, staying up to date, throw your name down at relaxrunning.com slash Kenya, and I'll keep you posted on all the latest updates, all the breakthroughs, and, uh, and the plans that we have coming together. So... Um, as soon as we can, we're going to put together a team of 10 relaxed running members and listeners to, to go on over. So if that sounds interesting to you, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I've always wanted to go to Kenya. Jump over to relaxrunning.com slash Kenya and enter your name there. Guys, today's guest was recommended to me by Dion Finocchiaro, who, for those of you who know him, he's a, he's a pretty inspirational guy, motivational guy, super long distance runner, now the Australian 50K record holder. And uh, I, I love this bloke. And any recommendation that he has for me because of a bloke being inspirational, motivational, I thought, you know what, I'm not even going to argue. I'm going to uh, jump straight onto it. And Hayden Tanui is just that bloke. Dion told me, he goes, mate, you got to get in touch with this guy. His story is pretty crazy. The way he got involved in running, the speed at which he got up to the long distances that he is running is uh, is pretty impressive. And uh, it was definitely, definitely not disappointing. Hayden was a, a super awesome guy. I really enjoyed chatting with him. And just left motivated, inspired to uh, to challenge myself in in a whole heap of fresh ways. So, uh, if you like the podcast, make sure you throw him a bit of love on Instagram, Hayden Tanui. But uh, guys, I'm not going to chat too much. I'm going to get out of your way. Once again, thanks for those reviews. Don't forget, Relax Running has a free trial for the membership to access all our training programs. Just put up five days of five Ks, twenty eight day challenge, seven days of strength. We're starting to get some pretty cool training programs there. Check it out with a three day free trial at relaxrunning.com/join. Anyway, I'm getting out of your way and uh, hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I did. This is myself and Hayden Tanui. I got a recommendation from uh, from Dion Finocchiaro. He goes, he, he messaged me and he said, "Hey mate, I got a bloke you got to get on your podcast." He goes, "Just trust me." And I thought, if there's one bloke in the world I'm going to take recommendations from on who I should get on the podcast, it's a bloke like like Dion. But what's your what's your relationship with him, man? Because it was out of the blue, and I thought, gee, this is going to be a good chat. Yeah, it literally was, man. So pretty much, I um, 
I logged all my runs on my Strava and then I ended up just uh, stumbling across Dion and I was um, like, I was, you know, I, I always suss out people's profiles and, you know, because I'm a bit competitive like that and I stumbled across Dion and like I seen his 100k run and I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, that is insane. Um, you know, four minutes, it was like something like four minutes 19 per kilometre at, at 100k's and then um, I seen that it was a massage therapist too and then so... Basically, when I got injured, I had a stress fracture and took my top tibia. And I just messaged him because I wanted to get in contact with him anyway, like this year, um, for some coaching. But um, I ended up getting in with him to get a massage. And then I was just chatting away with him there because I wanted, you know, just to get some tips and see what he's about. And I told him I wanted to get some coaching by him. And at the same time, he was fixing me up. And then, yeah, we just got chatting, man. And, um, like, yeah, 100%, I want to work with him. But um, pretty much, yeah, that relationship was just, you know, out of the blue. And I stumbled across him, um, across Star- Strava. Um, and then basically, um, yeah, he, he's just blown away by my story. And I didn't, like, to me, to me, like, it wasn't really much of a story. It was just something that I was doing. It wasn't like I was trying to prove a point to anyone or, you know, just like swing the dick around, so, so to speak. It was more so just me telling him what I was doing and what, how I got injured and just um, it fascinated him and it blew me away because I just, um, you know, um, being a runner and seeing someone at his calibre, I'm like, I look up to him so much and like to see him blown away by me was just spin out, man, and like it was a proper spin out. Yeah, man. I can imagine. I reckon anyone who impresses Dion must be doing something special because, I, dude, I've spent so many days looking at his Strava as well, just trying to do the maths on, on some of the numbers. Yeah. And uh, for anyone who's not following Dion, I'll, I'll have to chuck a little link in the show notes below. I'll chuck yours in there as well. But um, it's, a, it's a pretty impressive site just to see how many Ks he's cl- clicking over each week. But, bro, that's the part I was really interested in picking your brain about because uh, he mentioned you had a pretty cool story. So, I was thinking for, for well, myself, because it's the first time, obviously, that we've had a chat, but also for, for the audience, it'd be great to hear a little bit about yourself and, and how you found yourself uh, in a pair of running shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, pretty much, like, um, the story that I told Dion was basically, like, at, at, a, at a time last year, you know, it was coming up to Christmas, you know, I knew... Um, Emotions would be pretty low, you know. It's for some people, to me, you know, Christmas is hard enough, um, you know, without having family and basically, like, with COVID at the same time being in Melbourne, um, having that little part playing in my mind. And then at the same time, I lost my cousin um, to mental health issues. Um, and then another part, um, in the sa- in, in, all in the same week, all these emotions came to me. Um, I had a mate in Brisbane who just did a massive run for Beyond Blue. And um, in my head, like, I, all I thought about was the kid that I remember. Like, I haven't seen him in so long. I, um, like, he was, you know, he was like a, like a fairly fit kid, but just, you know, an average bloke. Wasn't never, like, a, you know, persistent runner or ever done, like, massive runs before, et cetera, et cetera. He was just kind of just that kid that hung around hung around me at the skate park when I used to ride BMX and... Um, yeah, and then anyway, and I seen him and what he did. So he basically ran from Sunshine Coast to the Gold Coast, 210 kilometres um, for Beyond Blue. 
and raised, you know, something like twelve, twelve thousand dollars. And then, you know, having that, having those emotions like playing in my mind um, with Christmas coming up, you know, trying to make a difference, challenging myself, and then also losing my cousin, like everything just came together, and I was like, yep, this is what I want to do. So, I basically, um, yeah, I basically had all these emotions on Sunday. It was a Sunday. I don't know what the date was. Uh, had all this motion on a Sunday, went to work on the Monday, came back from work on Monday at, at 6 o'clock and then told the missus, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to run 187. Well, at the time, it wasn't 187. I said, I'm going to run 200 kilometers. I don't know where. Um, originally, it was going to be from Mount Macedon, where I live, to the city and back. And I was like, um, uh, that probably won't work because of COVID because it was pretty thick, you know, in the COVID period. So I was like, where else can I do it? And then on that Sunday, when I was thinking about it, we came back from Echuca. Um, you know, Echuca, just on the border um, yeah. of New South Wales and Victoria. And then I did the math, like how long it would be from Echuca to Mount Macedon. It was 187. So I was like, yep, this is all working. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to run from Echuca to Mount Macedon and finish at the, my local footy club. And then basically started training on the Tuesday. So I, my longest run was 11 kilometers um, ever. That's as far as I've ever ran before. You know, I played sports, played footy. I was like a long distance runner back in primary school, but I haven't ever, you know, ran long, long distances before. So basically on Tuesday, went for a little run, 16 Ks, and I was like, just to see what I was made of. You know, I thought, you know, if you're going to do this, you're going to do this properly and you're going to, you know, I don't think you realise in your head like what you are doing, but just go for a run, start training now, see what you're made of. Did 16 k's, and I kind of had like a little training regime, like a like a little training scheme that I was going to do. So I was going to do a big run next day, uh, recovery stretch, and then the next day just recovery stretch, and then run. So two days off, do a big run, just get bigger and bigger, and then um, at that time I met my my partner. My, my wife, sorry, um, you know, it was kind of just like, all right, Hayden's just, you know, he's in another phase of what he wants to do. <laughs> if he does it, all right. And then the brother-in-law was over on the Thursday and I was supposed to have a, a break that day. And he's like, oh, Nicola told me what you're doing, rah, rah, rah. And then um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to run from Machuca back to uh, Mount Macedon, 187 kilometres. And he's just like, you know, blown away and I was like, oh, well, that's enough for me to go for another run. I'm going to go for another run. <laughs> so <laughs> the rest day that I was supposed to have a run, I went for a little jog. And, you know, it was only six kilometres, but I knew, you know, step in the right direction because, you know, I was supposed to have a day off today and you want to go for a run, sweet oh. And then, um, you know, gradually, like, friends of friends of friends started catching on what I was doing by word of mouth from my, from my wife. And then um, I was, you know, talking to the talking to a couple of my mates um, about like, how long I was going to do this weekend. So this is over a week period of, of running. And then on the Saturday, I said, oh, oh, sorry, on the Friday, I said, all right, I'm going to do 40 Ks. <laughs> 40 Ks. And they're like, well, like, you know, that's a long way. That's a long way. And I'm like, well, yeah, like, I've, you know, I've got a plan in my head, you know, 187 kilometres, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it big. So on the Saturday, I left, I left my house here in Mount Macedon. Um, set my watch to 40 k's, and I said, "All right, you're going to do this run, and you're not going to stop until 40 k's is over." So 
basically, yeah, just ran, 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 ran. And it was about 21 k's and I got a message from my brother-in-law and I told him how much I was going to run that day too. And um, I got a message from him while I was running, you know, messaging back while I'm still running. It was about 21 k's. And then um, he's like, man, how are you going running? I'm like, good, bro. I'm about halfway there. And he's like, halfway? And then he said, how long are you running? And I'm like, well, I've just seen how long the marathon was. And, you know, the marathon's 42.2, so I'm just going to do it 42.2. And he's like, mate, like, people train months and months and months for this. Like, let me know how you go. Anyway, yeah, basically got back to my local footy club and it was about 39 k's and I ended up just finishing the last, you know, however long k's, how many k's I had left at the football club and I was wrecked. I didn't prepare myself at all for it. Um, I had no water, no food. I did a little stretch before I left. And But anyway, that day was my first ever marathon and that was within a week of when I said I was going to do this big run till um, the Saturday, all in a week period. And I blew myself away and then I ended up saying like to myself, oh, if you get through this today, you know, you can fit yourself tonight because we organised, I organised a dinner with a couple of my mates just to catch up and get to know each other a bit, bit, bit better. Me moving down to Brisbane, I was still pretty fresh mates. And then um, I said, all right, if you finish this marathon today, well, then you can go out and, you know, you can have a couple of beers because when I, the day that I said that I was doing this run, that was the day I threw away any alcohol that I had and I said, you're not drinking until this run's over, you know. And I committed to it and the run was done and then we ended up having a pretty big night that night and it was loose. But um, <laughs> I was just blown away because, you know, they're like, people train months and months and months for um, a marathon and you're out here walking around like you just didn't even run a marathon. <laughs> that was just, that was spazzing out. But um, to me, it was nothing. Like, to me, I had the bigger picture in my head from what I wanted to get done. And, like, to me, it wasn't a marathon. It was just a step in the right direction. But um, it was just good to see what I was made of and you know that was just a clear indication of all right like this 187 it's not going to be easy but I know that I can do it um but yeah that was that was pretty much the end of my first week and it just all went up from there so when did you say that was sorry that was just uh before Christmas was it yeah that was October that was October um and then I got in like my stress fracture happened in. Oh, sorry, my son's just popped, woken up. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Hello there. And I got uh, injured. I think it was the 21st of November. Stress fracture in my in my top tibia. Yeah. Okay. And, and that, that was just in saw Dion. Yeah. Yeah. Saw Dion, and that was um after my 100k run. Jeez, man. Yeah, it's so interesting. I was I was going to pick your brain about that because I know how many people listen to this podcast who train, as you say, bro, months to, to get out there and try and run the distance. Did you have a reputation before you, you started just pumping these Ks for um, for being pretty strong-headed, like being able to just put your mind to something and get it done? Yeah, yeah, 100%. My, my, anyone who's close to me knows when, when I commit to something, I commit to something 110%. And I wouldn't commit to it if I knew I wasn't capable of it or pushing myself. Yeah, I know, mate. <laughs> or pushing myself to limits to get it done. Um, but that's referring back to when my, my partner was saying, oh, this is Hayden going through another stage. Like, 
I've dipped my dipped my fingers in many honey pots, and I've always been good at what I've done. But if I ever stuck to something, she just knows that I could have taken it to the next level, too. You know, but I I just I get bored, and if I if it's not challenging me anymore, I don't I don't I just don't follow through with it, and I go on to something else that I enjoy. And then at this time, you know, when I said that everything just aligned with the run. Um, everything just did align, and I, I really just started enjoying it. And then, like, seeing how like, how much I can push myself and to, you know, just to get it done. Um, that's what was just driving me. And also, just like the fact that you know, mental health has played its part in my life. And I just knew, you know, losing my cousin and everything just you know, just came together. And that that was what was pushing me. Just to kind of just, you know, inspire other people and just inspire myself, you know, just to see what I was made of. Yeah, it's interesting, bro. It's um, it's a really interesting combination. Whenever I speak to a bloke like yourself who, um, and we'll, um, like if you're happy to touch on that a little bit more uh, in the chat, I'd love to pick your brain on it. But when you when yeah. you're in the subject of mental health and then the mental discipline that comes into a sport yeah. like distance running, it's... It's really incredible just the people who can harness whatever energy their brain's throwing out at them and use it for a really positive cause, which is it sounds a lot like what you've done. And then I feel like uh, it, just because we started this with Dion, you're cut from the same cloth, cloth as a bloke like him who, um, you know, regardless of what he's going through or how hard it is or how tired he is or whatever, he just makes sure he gets the work done. And uh, it's, it's, man, yeah. it's, I find it really interesting that you just happen to bump into a bloke like him through the recovery period, because I couldn't think of a better bloke to to guide you. Because the that raw talent, man, like that raw ability, just to be able to go out and run the distances that you did, says, all right, he's obviously got a big engine. But then maybe just having someone to help you with the scaffolding of putting the training together and taking yeah. and building up and stuff. Is that is that sort of what Dion's been to you? Yeah. So when I stumbled across Dion, I knew I seen someone of his caliber and what he does with himself. And then at the time of being injured, I'm just like, all right, this is a good, you know, this is a good chance for you to get, you know, some advice or just like, just get some building blocks behind you for when you can run again from someone who's got a lot of experience running distances that I want to achieve and at a good speed. Like when I started this run, I knew that uh, I wasn't interested in how fast I could do it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It was just about, you know, you've got a target and you want to get it done. So I just, when I got injured, I was like, um, I was like, well, you know what, this is going, this is a good chance for you to kind of reset and do things a bit smarter because I gave myself eight weeks to run from zero to 187. So when I got injured and I stumbled across down, um, I just knew. You know, he might not have had the same injuries, but I know he'll have you know some some good advice, or you know, I can just pick his brain a little bit, um, and then just see what I can do better, and also you know, just to get rid of some you know few nags and injuries that I had picked up along the way, but I just I just knew you know from what I've seen from Dion, um, I just knew you know he'd be the best person to go to. To kind of just, you know, restart, just, you know, start everything again on a blank white bit of paper and just take everything back to the, you know, the drawing board and come come back stronger, better, faster and smarter. Yeah. When you walked in and saw him and you, you told him a little bit about your story and what you were trying to do and how quickly you were doing it, what, 
What was his reaction? Well, he had a mask on, man, but I could just see in his eyes. I just they just went from you know normal to just like, like what? <laughs> and like, um, yeah, it was just funny, man. Like, and I was just uh, when he messaged me and said that he passed my name on, like, I was just so grateful, like, just because like I've never, I didn't set out to do this for anyone other than people who needed it and myself, like I, and just to see like you know, things that he's done, like, and and, and like his reaction it was like it just got me got me really got me going like just sent a charge from my body to say I inspired someone of his caliber and I was just like can't wait to you know I can't wait to, for the injury to be gone just because like I'm that inspired right now that's like you know I'm going to come back stronger no matter what like mentally stronger you know, uh, like faster anything I want to achieve like just know like when it when it, when it does happen again and when I get going, it's just going to be, yeah, it's going to be 10 times better. But, yeah, Dion's a legend. And, um, you know, he just sent a charge to my body just meeting him. And just, you know, because it, it was just weird that I just stumbled across someone like that over Strava. And then next minute, I'm standing in front of him and asking him for advice. And then, you know, he was just um, inspired by me. It was just, it was spinning <laughs> yeah man no what a trip so did you say you're over your injury now has you have you managed to get back on track with that you're back to training full-time and, and doing your thing again um yes basically man um like i haven't jogged on it yet but i will next week i just didn't want to push things you know just to create another injury but i have been swimming a lot but when i say a lot i've swam twice just because i've come back from <laughs> i've come back from queensland got stuck up there for a week so i've kind of pushed my training back a bit so I've kind of just, you know, come out of holiday mode um, and basically, you know, I thought, you know, I can't run just yet, so I've got to do something. So I've started swimming. Um, I started on Saturday and I'll, yeah, I'll swim, you know, two Ks, two and a half Ks and I'll build up to what I want to achieve this year um, with my swimming and I'm looking at getting a bike so I can start riding too, so. Mate, it's got, got some plans after... Got- Got Iron Man written all over it. Got Iron Man written all over it, eh? Yeah, well, that's the plan, man. Like after I get this run out of the way, um, I my my goals are I want to do a I want to do a marathon under three hours. I want to get a triathlon done and an Olympic um, length triathlon, and I want to do a full Iron Man by the end of the year. So, dude, that's uh, that's really exciting, man. Dude, I wanted I wanted just to rewind to your your first week. There's so many uh. There's so many little post-it notes that I've put in my mind about what I want to talk to you about for the for the chat. I know you got your your little one running around, man. So if you've got to get out of here anytime, you just you just let me know. But um, no, right, I'll right. just keep firing questions till you tell me to leave you alone. But that that first week fascinates me because, uh, man, honestly, I I've been running now for about gee probably 25 years or so. So I'm uh, a, a little bit separated from that beginning phase, but I remember I was probably like you when I first started out. I was I was pretty fit from footy, um, always played a little bit of sport. Happy to put yeah. my mind to something, but uh, there's a lot of people who. How old are you, man? I'm 29. Turned 30 this year. Yeah, well, there's a lot. Of, I was going to say there's a lot of people who start running in their sort of early to mid 20s and and even beyond that, and it just takes them a little while to build up to the uh, the distances that you've hit in a in yeah. about a week, which is which is a really interesting conversation because obviously, as you found out the hard way, you've got to run the risk every now and then of just navigating these injuries and figuring out how to train and structure and yeah. 
and, and come back stronger, which uh, which sounds like you are. But that first week, bro, um, was there like what was the what was the thought process? It was like, all right, you're just you're obviously inspired and um, I guess motivated through through losing your cousin. But the um, yeah. there was no there was no like, all right, Monday I'm going to run this far, Tuesday I'm going to run this far. It was just pretty much we'll get out, see how we feel, and then do a big one on Saturday. Yeah. No, so my thought process was, all right, you know, you got to, you got, obviously, you know, the first run, I'm going to go out there and see what I made. Obviously, if I've still got, you know, the Ks and, you know, muscle memory and all that stuff. Um, but my plan was just to load my body up. Like, I wouldn't say fast as I can, but just keep loading it up, you know, get, you know just see how your body copes with long distances. So when I did the 16K, I, I did it. You know, pretty breezy, man. It was like I picked up, you know, it was like I've been running. I really haven't. Literally six months before that when I did pre-season footy. And then that just kind of got me going. But the plan really was just the, you know, if I say I'm going to do a distance, you're going to get it done no matter what. So if I said I was going to do 40 that week, I was going to do 40. If I said I was going to do 60, I had to get 60 done. And in my head, I didn't care how fast I did it. It was just getting from point A to point B. And then just, you know, in my head, I just thought, you know, you don't have to be the fastest, but if you can get through these distances, well, then you'll really see, you know, what, how your body's made, how your mind's made, how, how you frame and everything's just made and just see what I'm made of. And, you know, whether I limped across the finish line or crawled across the finish line, I was going to get across the finish line no matter what. And then um, when I did that marathon, I was buggered, man. Like I, like I said, I didn't prepare like water-wise. I didn't prepare food-wise. I didn't. I, all I had literally on me was my my watch and my phone and my my um my music. And then I was just like, all right, you're not stopping until you till you're done. So that was literally my plan. Like. But I wouldn't really call it a plan. It was just kind of just like you have, you you you're in this now. You've got no choice. <laughs> Everything. How did you uh, how you know what pace to set out at? I didn't, man. Like I just kind of just um I just started out, you know, just a com- at a comfortable pace, and then my partner's got me on, you know, find my phone. So I knew she was going to the shops that morning. I said, all right, well, if you pass me when I'm running, can you? Um, you take my water bottle and just chuck it to me while I'm running. So, she, yeah, she did. And then basically, um, he got out and, you know, did a little run with me. So, it wasn't the fastest, man. But then when I got back and then pressed stop, I was just kind of like, is this good pace? Is it not? And it ended up being three hours 52. Jeez, that's at awesome. Five, five, 30 pace. Um, five, five minutes 30 um, per kilometre average and then um that i didn't i didn't know if that was good or not because i knew how i ran i knew like i don't know you set out there into the comfortable pace but then obviously i had the kids running with me for a little bit and then my last four k's was a struggle because i was so thirsty and then um yeah same again my my partner at the time just you know chucked some water to me and you know let the kids run around the footy club and i smashed 1.25 liters of water like it was 350 mil <laughs> and then that last four k's you know i would have thought that i would have ran you know like seven minutes per k but 
when I pressed stop, I was like, all right, you, you got through it. And then, um, yeah, and then basically just put it up. And then a couple of the boys were just like, because I knew one of the boys from the footy club was training um, for a marathon and he did a marathon. And then, yeah, he was like one of the first to message me. He's like, mate, like, that pace is unreal. So, like, you know, so good. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, you know, yeah, sweet. Cheers, man. But that you know, was a struggle. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, like, that um that old day was a spin out. But yeah, like I said, bro, no no plan, no nothing. <laughs> it's so interesting, man. Now the reason I was asking about your pace as well is because I know dude, if there's one question that, that I probably get asked more than, than anyone uh, than anything else, it's like how, how fast do you do you run? Because so many people um will will just be new to running and they'll go, All right, I'm gonna go for a run and they'll just assume they're really unfit because for whatever reason they'll go out and they'll probably run at a pace way faster than what they should be running based on their fitness level they'll get to a k and be like oh man i'm cooked so i was just i was wondering uh i was wondering how you navigated that or if you had to navigate it but it sounded like yeah what that was that was a smart move just going out at a pace that felt relatively comfortable and and just sort of it sounds like you just just felt it out throughout the run yeah i did man but at the same time i didn't know what a good pace was like if I ran it at seven minutes, I would have thought that was good because I finished. Or, you know, Ambrosol, I ran it at five minutes 30, and I didn't even know that was good. So <laughs> it's funny when you say about pace, like the whole, like, and I say how, um, like, my goal throughout the whole thing was just to get to point A to point B. But it's funny when you upload your runs on Strava and then you kind of just see everyone else's runs and it pushes you. And it's, it's an awesome app, and it was, um, it, it's, motivating to see how other people run too at those speeds i.e dion like his paces i'm just blown away and then just other people you know and then that kind of just motivated me just to just to keep pushing mm. like i know pace was never a thing for me or it, it doesn't it still isn't but it's always good to have like a target just to see you know well for myself just to see what i'm made of and if I can, you know, push that fast. Because basically I haven't done any running since Silver Athletics and that was under 10s, 11s and 12s. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, yeah. I don't know, man, man there's, there's something in your body that's just yearning for a, uh, for, a, for a pair of running shoes for the next 10 years, eh? It sounds like you, you've tapped into a, a, pretty, uh, a pretty special field for yourself. Something that lines up with your, with your skill set, both physically and mentally, by the sound of it. Yeah. Um, what what was that? Sorry, man. Like, yeah, what runners I'm been using? Oh no, I was um, I was saying it sounds like you've tapped into a uh, a pretty special field just with the uh that complements both like your physical running ability and your yeah, oh, yeah. mental ability. It's like a unique combination. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sorry, you just dropped you out there. But nah. yeah, man. Like definitely tapped into something special and um. Yeah, I found something that I really enjoy again, like just the challenges of running physically, mentally. It's just, um, it's just what, like, and it's just something that I, like, I've just picked up again and I've just, you know, I've, I, like, uh, kind of just, like, tapped into it, like you said, and just, like, really enjoy, like, when I, when I start enjoying something, I start having fun with it. So I'm really having fun with running and, you know, just swimming. And, and I will, when I get a bike, you know, riding as well. And they can bring all that together and, and um, you know, tick off some, some goals I've set out for myself this year. 
Yeah, man. Did you mention uh, Beyond Blue before? Is that is that an organisation you're you're fairly closely affiliated with? Um, I I just always knew it was a great organisation that did great things for mental health. Um, I've you know I haven't really looked into it um, that much to be honest before I started running, but I just knew. Um, and also, like how I said, my mate in Brisbane did that run. I just knew it was a great organisation that did great things, you know, and. If I can contribute as much, you know, mon- uh, you know, money to a great organisation, and I do my bit, you know, inspiring, you know, just encouraging people to get off the couch, you know, just uplifting spirits. Well, then, my job's done. And um, but money for Beyond Blue wasn't necessarily my main. It, no, sorry, it wasn't my main goal at all. I just set a target of how much I wanted to raise, and whether I got to that or whether I didn't, sweet as, you know, one dollar, two dollars, thousand dollars. $10,000 was my target. If I could just, you know, contribute anything to them, let them do what they do best, and then I can just, you know, do my part. And then, you know, I think me lifting spirits and, you know, um, inspiring people at that period of time, um, I think that was the best thing for me to do because, it, you know, it uplifted me at the same time, which is what I was, what I set out to do. Mm. Yeah. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. You mentioned, uh, I think you mentioned before, you touched on the fact that, um, like, you just had a bit of a history of, of dealing with a couple of little struggles yourself, did you? So is yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Like I've like obviously I've, you know, when you're growing up, you go through hard times and stuff like that, and I did. And um, I, I want, you know, luckily enough, I got a second chance to, um, you know, to you know do something better. But um yeah look definitely man like I've definitely had my moments of you know anxiety depression and um and then like when you when you're young you don't think about the things and how you affect people with your choices and um so sorry man I dropped out no, you're right, man no yeah you, you, your good looking head disappeared but I could still hear your voice <laughs> back again. Uh, yeah, man. Like, um, yeah. You don't when you like I said, man. When you're young, you know, you you just kind of have tunnel vision of your decisions, and you think you're making the best decisions at the time. And for me, definitely wasn't the best decision. And I know how much it affected uh, myself, and I know how much it affected my family. Looking back now, um, and you know, being older, I, I look back and go, "You're so dumb." But if you had the right guidance which I, at the time, don't think I did. Um, and, you know, the right channels to tap into to kind of, you know, get through my situation. I think um, if I was made more aware, I don't think my choices um, would have, you know, been, been done. Mm. So when I set out to do this, um, my run, I knew that's what I had to do the most. I had to make um, help. You know, more. I had to make people more aware that there is help out there, and like I wanted to put myself out there uh, for people to, you know, come talk to me. If you don't feel comfortable talking to a stranger, or if you don't feel comfortable talking to your own family, like just come, come ask me because I've been through it, you know. Mm. And that's that's exactly that's what I wanted to do, like the most. That's really cool, man. It's interesting as well. I think it's. Uh, I'll, I'll post a photo of you on Instagram, so people can see who I'm who I'm talking to but I think it's good when 
a message like that comes from a bloke like yourself as well because because just on the on the surface you you look like a, a bloke's bloke do you know what I mean who a lot of the time people probably look at you as a as a, a tough bloke a bit of a leader who's got everything together and I know myself especially when I was growing up um to 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 look at a bloke who I who I respected and hear that hey they they didn't just always have an easy run, but they've had to navigate their way through and find a, an effective way to, you know, get over anxiety or depression or, or whatever life throws us at us all from from time to time is is really inspiring, man. But um, what what are some of the things that that did sort of work for you? Like, uh, what sounds sounds like from what you're saying, you're a little bit of a wild child, hey? You growing up, you you had a little bit of fun, a few parties, and yeah. then, and then just normal teenage things man and then you get a girlfriend you know you think you're in love kind of thing and then you know just emotions start playing and but I wouldn't say I was a wild child or anything but I was definitely like uh an adventurous child like I always say you know I'm I'm one I'm once 79 so I'm not the tallest but I always said the reason why I'm so short is because I was out the door before the sun even came up and I was home at dark time like because I was always into you know my riding my BMX and that and like, I could not sleep. I could not sit still. I would be out the door. And, you know, when I talk to my family now, how I am, how I was as a child, because they're comparing me to my eldest son, they're just like, you know, he's a spitting image of you. But you, you like, for me as a kid, you know, I was just so jiggy. I was so, you know, just on edge. You know, I had to do something. I was out the door, you know. If I wasn't doing something, I was, you know, chatting the ear off. But, um yeah, basically, just you know, just I was a really active child, like a really active child, and um, I was always doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting, man, as well, because I know, like myself, growing up, I was I was probably always too interested in sport to cause too much too much trouble. I was always uh, any spare energy I had was always being thrown on the footy field or on yeah. the track or whatever. And it's it's no surprise to me that. Like exercise is such a positive um, influence on people's mental health. Like, is that? Yeah. It's obviously something that you've you've probably known your whole life in terms of uh, how how good it makes you feel. But beyond your sport, yeah. your, your running and things like that, what are you doing to to help get your headspace back on track when you were when you were going through your difficult times, man? And obviously, like the last couple of months sound like they've been a, a bloody tough roller coaster for for you and your family. Like, has there been anything that's really just helped you navigate this this little period? Through my current, like through my period when I said I was doing the run, or back yeah, when I was just a kid. pretty much from uh, from sort of October and through losing your cousin and and pretty much up till now. Um, to yeah, but oh, I don't know. Just my running kept me really occupied, man. Like that's all I did, and I just kind of just channeled. I just kind of just thought back to why I was doing it, and I kind of thought back to, you know, um. Like, I've got a broad group of friends and my partner's got a broad group of friends. And I, I just knew if I saw this through, I knew it would tap into a lot of people. And I knew my, my end goal to, you know, inspire, to, you know, um, you know, get people off the couch, get people's spirits up. I knew it would all happen if I just saw my running through and just keep chipping away. And then, yeah, just also at the same time, just like every time I uploaded – um, I run up to Strava. I would see other people's runs, and it, that would motivate me. So, during that period of time, from the first day I said that I was going to start, you know, running, and I set out a target. That period of time, from then to when I got injured, I was I was so busy. 
between juggling, you know, my two boys, home life, work, and um, getting all my runs in, I was I was flat out, man. I was flat out. <laughs> so I, yeah, like going back to your question, how did I how did I um, occupy myself? Like that's literally how I occupied myself, man. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Have you had a lot of new runners come to you and ask how you? How you doing it? Because uh, I think this will be inspiring to a lot of people out there who are going, mate. I uh, I didn't know these kind of distances were, were possible so quickly. I think it whenever you whenever you sort of hear from someone like yourself or someone a little further down the road, I, I don't know if you're the same, but I always feel like my horizons or when it comes to um, time or when it comes to distance or what I might be capable of seem to to just expand. So are you are you getting a lot of people reaching out to you asking for? For any guidance yet, or you're not sort of you're not sort of doing much to that. No, I wouldn't say a lot, man. No, but I have like I during the time when I was running, you know, um, you know, people that knew me the most were just like, well, if anyone can do it, you know, I know you can, and just those types of messages. And then I've kind of just you know resurf, uh, you know, recharged with a couple of um, friends that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, one of them's living down here, and he's into the same kind of thing, you know, long distance running. He wants to do a triathlon and that. So I'm yet to catch up with him. But um, mate, mainly just along the way, yeah, I did get some a few messages, and they'll just like, you know, they'll just gobsmacked of how many k's I was putting in in such a short amount of time because I got injured five weeks in, so that was three weeks before my run, and. First week, uh, sorry, within those five weeks, I ran zero to 100. So during that time, yeah, I did get a fair bit of messages, but um, mostly like the people who knew, who I was getting messages from already knew me. So they already knew that once I set a target, you know, I'll, you know, I'm either capable or I'm not, but either way, I'll get it done. But they'll just, yeah, they'll, they'll just gobsmack just as much as you know anyone else that was messaging me. Yeah. <laughs> so, and- so, dude, the um the the first goal. You're gonna have to excuse me. I think I got so excited about your first week of training that I think when you mis- mentioned your overall goal, I missed what you said. So your your final goal, what was that? It was 187k or 200k. Is that right? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, 187. Um, the only reason it was 187 is because of COVID. I couldn't run to the city and back. So from Echuca back to Mount Masson, it was 187. But over the period of time of me running, I don't think I would have settled. If the run did go through and I was 100%, I don't think I would have settled at 187. I think I would have just kept plotting along to the 200 just to even out the number. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I get that, man. It looks so much better on Strava as well, 200Ks, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I suppose it would. But... um, (laughs) But yeah, when I posted up um, what I was do, what I was doing, how long I'm gonna run, and why I was doing it, the it was 187. Yeah, so yeah, no, that's awesome. Was, um, yeah, I'm spewing because the day that I was well, the two days that I was supposed to run, they were both polar days, and I like running in the heat. You know, being from Queensland, I hate the cold, and I was just polar the polar days, and I was just I was so, you know. I wouldn't say down on myself, but I was just scared I couldn't run that day. Yeah. So when did you say you're hoping to get it done again? I'm aiming for, you know, end of March, um, February, March. That's that's my goal. But like I said earlier, I'm, I'm not aiming to 
do this fast this time, I want to do it smarter. So if I'm not 100% or I don't feel like my body's 100%, well then it'll just get pushed back again. But either way, it's, yeah, it'll get done. But I just want to be, I just don't want to go through this. Um, I, don't, I don't want to get injured again. Cause yeah. It sucks not be, it's sucks seeing everyone else running. You know, when you're driving in the car and you see, you know, everyone out there either jogging, running, cycling, just out there active and all, you know, I got a, I can't, even, I couldn't barely walk at the time. Yeah. It sucks. So I just, I said in my head, you're going to do this again. You're going to do it smart. You're not going to get injured again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Like I think if you, yeah, once, once Dan gets you on the, like the straight and narrow, which sounds like yeah, you and him are doing, um, it's going to be, you're going to be a hard make, man to break down. Cause I reckon uh, it's, I can't imagine there's any people in the world who would do the numbers that you put up in the first week and, and wouldn't have to uh, deal with a couple of little niggles or injuries. But, bro, it would have been tough the last couple of days. Did you say you were you were down in St. Leonard's? Yeah, I was down in St. Leonard's yesterday. And the sun was out. There would have been plenty of people running around, eh? Hey? Oh, the sun wasn't out. The sun was out the day before. Oh, that's what it I was. I had a couple of friends that were camping there. So uh, we went, we said, like they said, come down, you know, the weather's so good and... Rah, 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 and then like we got there and it was you know <laughs> overcast and it was a bit cold still went for a dip but yeah everyone was still out and yeah i um i wouldn't say i hate it but i get really jealous of seeing people running knowing that i can't run right now yeah um but good on them you know that's it always inspires me um seeing you know people out there getting active because i know how hard it can be i know i just know how hard it was for me just you know, if I wasn't inspired just to go out there and just run and just seeing, like, other people out there, you know, of all dif- different sizes and seeing just out there having a dig, you know, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. Yeah. No, that's unreal, yeah. man. It's good. I um, I think St. Leonard's is – I've just moved down to Point Lonsdale. Oh, I've got no I've got no idea where any suburbs are. Well, I'm bro, I'm a bit the same. I'm a bit the same. But I was hoping you would know because I think, I think St. Leonard's is, like, a 15-minute drive from where I am. And I know – yeah, there was uh, there was plenty of people running around on that day where that sun was shining, trying to work on their tan. So I uh, I think you're right. Yeah, it was it was Saturday, hey, or, or Sunday maybe. But um, bro, before before we wrap it up, because I know you got your hands full there, you got your little tackers running around. But uh, who is that, right? is, is that all right? Yeah, I don't want to uh, I don't want to take up your afternoon. I got a five month old, so um, it's a it's a new craft to me. So whenever I can see someone just oh yeah completely chilled with uh with little tackers running around i go man respect because i'm i'm still trying to i'm still trying to navigate the world of uh of having a little tacker yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well my boys uh my oldest one would be four this year and my youngest one would be two one he's pretty you know he can entertain himself and you know every day my little one is a bit more full-on he loves his mum but um i wouldn't have any other way as much as they drive me crazy, as much as you know, I sometimes might lose my, sh- you know, lose my shit. Yeah, they're the best, and I can't wait to see see them grow up. And they'll they're also part of the reason why you know a big part of why I wanted to do my run because you know I don't want them to ever feel like there's no. If they ever do, you know, if they ever do go through tough times, I want to know that you know I've got the experience behind me, you know, for them to talk to me. But also there is help out there. When they get old enough, you know, I can just, you know, reflect this time period with them and, you know, talk about it and then just, you know, just I don't want them to ever go through any hard times because there's all, you know, there's always help there. Mm. They all, they, my two boys, you know, they push, they push me, 
during my time when I was, you know, trying to reach my target as well. Yeah, that's unreal. It's funny how they have the ability to do that. I actually, I caught up with a mate in Melbourne just yesterday and uh, he was saying to me that he's just had a, he's got a little daughter and I think she must be maybe she's about two or three weeks old now. She's really fresh and he's been pretty committed in yeah. the work scene for the last 10 years, just making money. And uh, he's yeah. like, bro, it, it trips me out how much all of that stuff just meant nothing to me. Uh, once his daughter's name's Farrah, once Farrah was born, it was like, holy crap, I can't believe uh and it's so cliche, which he said. He's like, it's so cliche, but all of a sudden my priorities just seem to fall into place. Even yeah, even they do, man. Rarely. They yeah. Do. Because like you know, they, they to me my kids always come first. So everything like everything with them is non-negotiable. And then once I'm done with them, well then all my stuff or whatever I need to get done comes second. So it's like that with one and. It's, definitely like that with two so um two boys when they're full on you know you got your hands busy 99 percent of the time so kind of like you have to prioritize you know your own stuff what needs to be done first because you're not going to get it all done when you want it to get you know when you want to get it done yeah because they take up so much time but i love them i can't wait to see what they grow up to be and you know it's all it's it's just as exciting as with the first one as it is the second one. But um, all in all, they drive me absolutely insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say so, it's all butterflies yeah. and rainbows because it's not. It's really not. And, um, but I used to do fly and fly out, so I'm, I'm really enjoying, you know, home time with them. And it's the best thing I've ever done is come home and just, you know, enjoy every single day, put them to bed. Know, feed him dinner, all that little stuff that I didn't get to do when I used to do when I when I used to work away. Yeah. When do you when do you get your running done, man? Because if there's one thing I've found out real quick, it's that uh, and you just said it a moment ago. Not everything happens at the time you want it to happen yeah. anymore. And uh, it was actually funny when you messaged me just before going, bro, can we do the podcast a bit early? I was like, a hundred percent. I get this. I get this. How important <laughs> it is because our little man was just that. Uh, my wife was putting him in his little pram to take him for a walk, and I thought, all right, no, nah, let's just take it while we can. <laughs> uh, I'll learn that real quick. But the, yeah. the funny thing has been just trying to figure out, all right, when do I do what I want to do and when does my wife do what she wants to do? Like, have you guys got any any little structures in place to make sure you get your running done or it's just like when there's a couple of hours free, you can go do your training? Uh, well, right now that I can't run, I can my, my time's a bit more flexible, you know, what I want to get done. Um, so uh, my partner will go to gym in the morning and then when she gets home, she goes, you know, go do something for yourself. So that's why, I've, you know, I've gone to do swimming. Um, Structure-wise, definitely not. When I was, you know, when I was doing my big runs and that, um, you know, I, I said to my wife, you know, on the, on the weekend is my big runs. I'll be gone all day. She was happy with that because, you know, family would come in from Melbourne, you know, they would keep kids occupied and the help would be there. But during the week, yeah, it was really hard, man, like, because I do big days at work. So I would only really get into two decent-sized runs a week during the week. And I would literally, I wouldn't go running until 7.30 and I wouldn't get back till probably, you know, nine or so yeah but um yeah it's, it's so hard to have structure when kids <laughs> because they're so unpredictable you know they might go to bed at seven o'clock one day and then they might go to bed at 10 o'clock the next day so i oh, know i just worked around it but um I, I didn't really mind not having structure because i knew 
on the weekends, like that was my time to get in my big ones and, you know, run bigger than I did the weekend, the week before. So this time I'll, I'll, I'll try and work around some kind of structure, but I'm not really a structure working person. I just yes. kind of just, you know, if I need to get something done, I'll get it done when I can get it done. And if I'm working towards something, you know, I'll, I'll be, you know, realistic about it and then just do what I can do and, you know, allocate one day to strive towards that goal. So that's the kind of structure I work with. <laughs> yeah, man, no, that's good. I know yeah. you, you might not be able to uh, get as much done if you are doing it, but are you guys, are you guys doing some pre-season? When you say you're playing footy, are you playing, is that rugby or are you playing AFL footy? AFL, man. Like, I've played rugby my whole life because, like I said, I was from Queensland, so coming down here and my brother-in-law he plays AFL for the local Mount Macedon Cats down here and you know when I first moved here it was more so just to go down there and make some make some friends and then you know this this would be my second year of football and I was I was going to play but just trying to juggle my goals this year what I want to get done my running work I think I might have to just give the footy the flick this year and you know, it's served its purpose and I've made some good mates along the way. And, um, but I'm just, this year, I'm just really going to focus on seeing what I can do. And um, I set myself goal, you know, my marathon, triathlon and Ironman this year. And I've still got my big run to do. So I'll be busy enough with that and work at the same time. So What are you doing for work at the moment? Yeah, you're still working some big hours, are you? Yeah, we work, you know, seven to five most days and, and Saturdays. Um but I'm a, I'm a tradesman baller maker. Yeah, gee. Baller maker welder. Yeah. I just um when I when I say I used to do flying fly out, I was working on the oil rigs in Queensland, so I was flying from here to Queensland, going to work, flying back, and then flying back here. So yeah, two on two week off roster. But um, yeah, I finished my trade in 2011. as a you know um maker welder. Yeah, beautiful. Bro, have you um? You just reminded me of um of a conversation I had. It's probably one of the most popular chats on on the podcast. Have you heard of Liam Adams before? Ah uh, no. Bro, have a have a. I'll 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 shoot your message after. I um had a chat with him a while ago. So Liam Adams, man, he's run two hours ten for a marathon. Oh, that's that's insane. He's a uh, man. He's a he's a best bloke. I actually reckon you'd get on well with him. So he's a. He ran it in the Aussie Olympic team in 2016, and he's qualified for the, these Olympics, you know, the Tokyo Olympics, whenever they whenever they bloody come around. But man, he's um he's amazing because he's one of the only sort of professional Aussie runners who are who's working full time. And uh, yeah. just to chat to him about the way that he gets his training done. So, bro, he's I think he's doing like about he's probably doing 200 k's a week on a fairly consistent basis. And I yep. don't know what trade he's in. Um, I can't. I, I want to say an electrician, or he's 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 up early and he's home late, like yourself. Yeah. And I said, bro, like when are you when are you training? He's like, well, mate, it's like I'm up at sort of four thirty, five o'clock every morning. And then he's like, I'll I'll get up, um, I'll go straight to work, and then as soon as I get home from work, five o'clock, I'll chuck the running shoes on, just bang, thirty k's, get it done, and. Yep. Uh, I think people I love are that. because you, you, I reckon a lot of the time you, you look at like your top runners and you just assume, oh, they're just doing it full time. And uh, yeah. after after hearing him, man, I reckon there were so many messages that come through going like, all right, there's no excuses anymore. I better just get it done. So I love when a bloke like yourself 
who's working big hours he's, he's planning for Ironmans and marathons and triathlons because yeah. it just leaves no excuse for the rest of us not to get out there and chase it. Yeah. Just the big thing, uh, what, when, I, when I was like really busy with work and running, I just I found balance. I had to have balance. Like As much as I would, you know, want to go to work, come home and you know, smash out some big Ks, like I've, I've, I have to spend time you know, with, my, with, my, with my family, you know, with my missus with the kids. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I'd love to come home and just go, go running and, you know, just run all the time. But, um, for me, myself and speaking only for myself, like I had to have, I had to have balance and that was, that's part of the deal I have with my partner. Mm. Like she likes to do her stuff too. And then, um, you know, obviously when I go do my stuff, she can, you know, look after the two boys and then that way we both can, you know, tick, um, you know, tick off goals and get, get, um, you know, set targets and get them done. So, um, but yeah, that's awesome, man. Like doing big days at work. I just remember like sometimes when I didn't have, you know, I didn't get what I want to get done on the weekend. Like I, I always set out to do it during the week. So when I always finished a big day, I know how tough it is to, um, you know, just chuck on the runners and just, just get out there and just, you know, you know, pump out 30k. So him doing that every day—that's insane. That's <laughs> he, he's, he's been in the sport for a for for a long time as well. But um, man, I honestly reckon if there's a bloke that could do it with with your frame and and some guidance and patience, it's not going to be long till you are till you're, just, you're back there. You're back there killing it, man. So I'm I'm really excited to watch. So, bro, make sure you keep me posted on um like the Ironman and stuff. And I'd love to I'd love to get you on again later in the year and and just hear about how you're progressing and how you. Yeah, your goals and stuff are going because I've I got a feeling your story is going to resonate with with a ton of people, man. So it's uh it's really yeah. cool to have a bloke like yourself on and, and just walk us through the the journey. Yeah, man, easy. Like um, I'm happy. I'm, yeah, sure I'll do that. I'm happy to do that. So the after the big run, you know the 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 first goal to, to tick off is you know get a marathon under 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 three hours. So I'll keep you posted with that, and then along the way when I do the try and I. Hopefully get to an iron man. That'd be that's the that's the end goal. Keep you posted with that too. I'll keep you posted with all of them. <laughs> yeah, love to hear, brother. Do you know Do you know which events you're targeting? I know. No idea, man. No idea. Ah, just whatever happens. Yep, just whatever happens. So, on um, you know, as much notice or as short notice, you know, if it pops up and I'm ready, I'll do it. So, I'm still in the mix of getting a bike and you know tapping into you know that that, that you know little journey in itself. We've got a couple of mates in Sydney that are into their biking, so I'm picking their brains with what's a good bike and what I, what sizes I need. I've got no idea at all. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could uh, help, man. I've got no idea my, about bikes either. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I know it's just a good thing. I'd be able to break up my running a lot and you know, swim, bike, run, swim, bike, run, and I, I think that'll help me not getting injured again mm. rather than you know running big Ks on the bitumen every day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it takes time, doesn't it? <laughs> nah, awesome, bro. Man, hey, I uh, really appreciate you you making time to come on. It was, it was good to finally catch up with you. I've been, mate, I've been. I thought I was a tough guy. I've got, I've got a couple of little tattoos, but I've got nothing on your one there. That's a, that's a real man tattoo. Oh yeah, I've got a few. Yeah, geez, bro. Also, it's um, I was on a roll before I met my missus, and then I had kids, so it's definitely <laughs> been pushed back years now. <laughs> but one day I'll achieve, you know, the the bodysuit. Yeah, what you you going for it, are you? Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love to have a bodysuit. 
I've just cut a deal with my nan and my mum, and I'm sure my missus will appreciate it too. No face, no nothing. I'm not interested in getting any of that, but um, as much as as much as my nan doesn't want me to get any more, I'll definitely be um, covered one day. <laughs> What's your background, bro? Uh, I'm Maldi. Um, yeah, okay. I thought you might have been. I was going to say you guys. Are, you guys have got a. It's it's almost a. It's a cultural thing, isn't it? Well, it, the face tattoos. I've seen. I've seen a few of those. Yeah. But, but you're not yeah. interested, eh? Yeah, they get around a bit. It's it's um yeah they yeah your Maori tattoos are called tamokos and your um yeah your oh, what's it called again? I had a mind blank there, but yeah, it's um definitely tradition. It's something that's passed down and something you carry with pride. I've got a couple on me too, and that's enough for me. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's kind of what got me started. You know, my my um my dad, he's he's got a few, and I knew as soon as I seen his when I was a kid that I knew that's what I wanted to get done. Just I'm glad a lot of um ideas fell through growing up because geez, I would have regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me too, bro. Me too. Nah, yeah. awesome, man. Awesome, bro. Hey, I'm going to leave, leave you to it. Get back to your kids and that. But, hey, thanks again, brother. It's uh, really cool to chat to you finally. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks for having me on. And, um, yeah, I'll keep you posted along the way through the journey.